Hello and welcome to Wildfire Tribe Podcast. We're down by the river again. My name is Sean. And my name is Kylie. And today we're going to be talking about facing uncertainty. Uncertainty. <laughs> uncertainty. So where's when you think that by now things should be certainly running smoother, they're not necessarily. Just when you think that your life should be more comfortable, more certain, the choices that you made should have outcomes falling into place. What if that is not the case? What if you have uncertainty? You've been faced by uncertainty. These trials that we love talking about in these Christian spaces where we get to focus on the difficulty of life. It's your favorite topic, honey. <laughs> right, let's just throw it straight in there. Uncertainty is the state of being uncertain. Well, if everything is... was certain, would you be able to have choices? Mm. Would you have the freedom to choose? If everything was just certain and mapped out for you, there would be no choices necessarily required or allowed for us to take, and it would be a completely different existence. So uncertainty is said to be um, the other side of the coin of trust and humility. Uncertainty is potentially a pathway to God. Like, is it out of those places of uncertainty that we find ourselves pondering or considering opportunities? Well, everything if everything was certain, everything was mapped out, everything was just panning out as you hoped that it would... Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? That if everything was certain, do you really require a relationship with God? Exactly. Or is it the uncertainty itself that creates this space where we invite the depths of who he is into the depths of who we are? Speaking of uncertainty, we're down by the river again, as we like to record down by the river. And it appears that it's a weekend for a boat race and we've got a speedboat just flying past us. That is so cool. They must be having so much fun. They look like they are. The boat sounds like it's just it's just throwing water out behind it. It's burning heaps of energy and fuel off. It's not a motorbike, Kylie, but it's still pretty cool. And that is so loud. Like, imagine being on that boat. Like, that is loud, and we were, we're at least 100 metres away from it. Yeah, but, you know, it's like riding a Harley Davidson. It makes a lot of noise for the people that are just behind it. But when you're sitting on it, most of the noise is going straight out the back. Yeah, I guess so. So Christian mystics write a good deal about uncertainty. I thought this was interesting. There's an author called Bernard McGinn, and he put together an excellent collection from the Christian mystics in his book called The Essential Writings of Christian Mysticism. And I just wanted to read a couple of quotes from his writing that illustrates this theme of uncertainty. The first one, if you are unable to understand something, you're not in the dark. You cannot see it with your mind's eye, for it is a darkness of unknowing that lies between you and your God. Yeah, I've just been thinking about that uncertainty. To me, Kylie, it's almost like uncertainty is a foundational understanding that there is a God. Yeah. It's I, almost like a requirement of a faith existence that uncertainty, uncertainty is going to be an ingredient. I agree. It's like this, it's almost like if you don't have that uncertainty, is there so much sureness in your life that you don't even need God? That's what I said before, Kylie. That's exactly what I said. It's interesting that you heard that not long ago, didn't actually like give me a round of applause for it. And then you repeat it a couple <laughs> minutes later, like it's a revelation for you. 
I was actually agreeing with you, but just in different words. <laughs> the next quote that I had was out of the same book. It reads, Now we ascend from the particular to the universal in order that without veil we may know that unknowing that is shrouded under all that is known and all that can be known and that we may begin to contemplate the super essential darkness that is hidden by all the light that is in existing things. It's like when we're praying to God and we're asking him for something to happen, we're stepping into that space of prayer with uncertainty. Yeah, definitely. It's like for mystics, it's this space of unknowing that it's actually a positive value because it leads us to trusting God. Everything that we believe is possible that hasn't happened in our lives and beyond the things that we've even considered to be possible, we're uncertain of because they haven't happened yet, but that's where faith fits into it. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting because I hadn't even really thought about faith in the mix of it. Well, having faith for something is because you're uncertain, isn't it? Mm, I like isn't that. Isn't the faith the distance between something that you hope to have happen and it actually happening? Yeah. I feel like the uncertainty and unknowing actually are basics just as part of being human. <laughs> and it's like there is no escaping them. And it's this fact that we actually feel inadequate and anxious in the face of them. That is the interesting part. Hebrews 11 verse 1, Kylie. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So that doesn't sound like there's much uncertainty in that definition of faith. No, but the very essence of the definition itself is uncertainty, isn't it? In a lot of ways. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So it's like the two opposites of uncertainty. So confidence in what we hope for. So what we hope for is something that we're not necessarily certain about, but we actually, faith brings us into having confidence for that space of uncertainty. And confidence in what we hope for. Assurance in what we do not see. So mystics teach us that we can face these uncertainties in our world and our life the same way that we face uncertainty about God. There is a cloud of unknowing between us and God. It's this place of our oneness together. It's this place of coming into that space of, okay, all of these ideas about uncertainty that are found in this place of separation. So I'm, I'm actually not separated from God. I'm actually found in that unknownness with him, in that place of I don't have all the answers, but he's right there with me and he's not even standing next to me. He is me. He is within me. He is one with me in this space. We have to set aside the ideas that fill our minds about God. One of the aims, and I feel like this is one of those things that we can when we still our mind 
Because often it's like this place of r- racing with the possibilities and having this uncertainty about the future, things that are out of our control, what if this happens, what if this happens, that bring us into that place of anxiousness and having doubts about our ability to be able to be fruitful in what is to come. But if we can bring ourselves into that place of meditation where we're actually letting go of our ideas and thoughts and we're coming into that place of quiet and stillness with God in this crossing over place where we find ourselves dwelling in the fullness of who he is. It's this recognition that something much greater than ourselves is at work here. It's this willingness to trust the uncertainty, this path of unknowing that actually leads us to to God. It leads us into the fullness of who we are in Him as we're operating out of that space of rest, that seat of rest, that place where we have this knowing that everything is going to be okay even when we don't have all the answers about how that's actually going to happen. So what brought about the topic of the day was a discussion with another person. Wasn't it about a time of uncertainty in their lives where they where they have a decision to make and they don't know how to make it? And it's not as if that's a unique place for anybody to find themselves. It's almost a daily occurrence for every single person on the face of the earth. Am I going to go to work today or not? Am I going to go to church this week or not? Which church am I going to go to if I'm going to go? You know, this uncertainty, it's like it's the free will. It's the choices that we have. There is uncertainty or there is also freedom in that, depending on how you choose to look at it. The uncertainty of uh, something that's popped up in your life that you didn't expect to to pop up in your life is that really just an opportunity to get on the other side of that problem and call it freedom absolutely i i so agree with that i am free from that that uncertainty that i had encountered a week ago and now i'm a week past it i'm free from that and i had a choice to make or is it the uncertainty that brings us into freedom? Consider it pure joy, Kylie. It's that one over and over and over again. You know, whenever you face trials of many kinds, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work or be complete in you so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. You know, it's the celebrating the beyond the trial so that the outcome, the result that you're actually celebrating from during the trial, at the beginning of the trial, is knowing that at the end you'll be mature and complete and not lacking anything. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's the the celebrating uncertainty. I don't know how we're going to get to these events that we're going to next week. There's a lot of complexities that we have no control over, not just like very little control, but there's a lot of things that have to fall in place for us to be able to go, for it to happen in a way that we would desire it to happen so there's uncertainty all the way through it but we can we do have a choice as to whether we dwell on the uncertainty and allow that to restrict our joy from right now and possibly even right through the events or we can just celebrate the uncertainty excited to see that on the other side it will be a completed work and we will be more mature for having trusted that everything was going to be fine yeah i love it The following verses, um, they remind us and encourage us that an uncertain future earth side (laughs) is actually stable and secure in him when we realize that we walk, we live and breathe and move and have our being within him. And that is like Jeremiah 29, um, 
11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat and what shall we drink? For what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all of these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. That's from Matthew. Trusting God when the future is uncertain what comes naturally when our hearts are set on that hope and peace and provision and the presence of God. Yeah, but there's not enough details in there, Kylie. Like it's fine to just say trust and abide and mm. all of those things, have faith in me and hope and all those things. But I want details. Like I want to know. I don't just want to have somebody say to me, oh, look, don't worry about it. You will get to eat tomorrow. I want some details. I want to be assured. Is there anything in the cupboard right now? Have we got any money to buy anything? This trusting and hoping is just a difficulty that I need to somehow get on the other side of the being concerned about the details so that the uncertainty of that is not a burden on me. It's so true because I think about all the the difficult times that we walk through in our lives and that we find ourselves now in this present moment in whatever circumstances we happen to be in, but we're here. We're standing in the midst of it all and we've either arrived here, you know, surrounded by anxiousness and and difficulties and uncertainty or we've actually embraced that place of the unknowing and seen every moment as an adventure with him and just trusting that um, everything that we need will be our portion in every given moment of the now and just be, to be able to live out of that place of peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding that can surround us because really the uncertainty, if we allow that in itself to be the governing factor and bringing us into a place of anxiousness and stress, then that is actually removing the, that part of living from our life, like that the joy and and the freedom and the wonder that is in every moment because it's being stolen away by us leaning to the side of worry rather than leading to the side of knowing that that he's got it and that everything's going to be okay. If you don't have a plan for the future, Kylie, how can you be okay with that? If you don't know what it is that you want to do with your life, there's a lot of uncertainty there. How can you just live like that? John Keyes, he, his, he, there's a quote from him about uncertainty and he says, we are not prisoners in an inevitable future for uncertainty makes us free. Because there's a certain amount of, there, you know, you, there might be a certain amount of stability in that place of certainty. We know this is going to happen. We know this is going to happen. But even within the known, there is still unknown factors. I think that even in that space of feeling like we know what's going to happen, we really don't know everything that's going to happen. There's one thing I'm certain of, Kylie, mm-hmm. and that's uncertainty. I am <laughs> certain that in my life there will be many times of uncertainty. Yes. I have faith that that is going to continue to be the case because that is the testimony that I have to stand of on in my past is that almost every moment of every day is uncertain as to what is going to unfold and therefore I have to learn to adapt to being okay with that. Yeah, it's true. And it's kind of an every moment journey, isn't it? I mean, we have times where we're at more more peace with it 
than other times. Like there has always been a lot of uncertainty in our life. It's the end times discussion, Kylie. There's a lot of people that are very certain about the end of the world happening and when it's going to happen as well in the next year, two years, five years, ten years and how it's going to happen. They're not happy with uncertainty. They're trying to be certain about something that we've been told in the Bible. We are uncertain of the time when it's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. It's true. And when and that is just bringing another level of anxiousness too, isn't it? And especially when we're certain about death and doom and the end. And I'm not even certain about death, Kylie. I know that, that it looks like everyone else in the world is certain about it. You know, death and taxes, they're the, most th- they're the things you can be most certain about in your life. That kind of, those sentences that you hear repeated, it's like we're, we've agreed to both of those being in our future and there's no way to avoid those. But I'm not even certain about that. We mix amongst people and we know people and we've, we've read books about people who are absolutely certain about immortality and saying they're certain about immortality. Like I just said a minute ago, there's one thing I'm certain of and that is uncertainty. So how can you be certain about that? But is it not possible that there is alternatives to death and taxes? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't everything uncertain? I think so. Yeah. It's like the that notion of fate, you know, fate acts upon whether we're able to receive the answers or outcomes that we seek, what lies ahead, the exhilaration of like victory or this agony that we seem to find in failure. Is it not the unknown that holds the answers for where we're going? Is it those things that we haven't yet set our mind upon that is going to open us up into the big expansiveness of the restoration of all things? Like, is it not those things that we haven't allowed ourselves to ponder or to even be a part of? But you know what? There's like, there's plenty of athletes, for instance, who are absolutely certain they have a mindset of certainty about being able to achieve an outcome years before like an Olympic Games or something like that, that they train towards something because they are certain, you know, it's this mindset of I am the best, I am going to win. You hear those, some of those elite athletes who speak like that and it's like, wow, like they are actually the best and they've spoken that belief into them. It's like, they have a certainty that has brought about a certain outcome. Mm. And I they've think not allowed uncertainty in there. Exactly. It's like that. It's the very essence of faith itself that I am certain of those things that I hope for. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe we need to be certain about you buying me a motorbike. And then it is just, <laughs> it is a reality. It's not an option. It's not something that's iffy. And I've done this with God, Kylie. You know that I have. I've, I have dreamt the bike yep. many times. Yep. I've sat on the bike. Yeah. I've smelt the seat. I've heard the motor. I've ridden it in the rain in my meditative states with God, believing that I'm absolutely certain that this bike will be my bike in the not too distant future. And that was a long time ago. I've done that and I've done that and I've done that. And even though I've been certain when I've woken up and remembered my dreams and remembered those times I've had in my on my bike in that spirit realm, that unseen realm, it hasn't become my reality. And I've been certain. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's interesting watching you walk it out and 
you know, I'm I'm excited for when all of the manifestation of all of those things that you hoped for become your reality. But it's interesting too because since I started, you know, dreaming the bike and sitting on the bike in that unseen realm and, you know, this has been ongoing for a long time, you know, probably since I sold that last big bike that we had, which is more than a year ago, this has been ongoing. And there's been several times where the bike that I've desired to have that I've been certain is actually going to be mine that hasn't become mine. I've since changed my mind on that bike and changed to a different bike. So maybe I wasn't certain. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you weren't. Maybe I wasn't certain enough. Well, I've been thinking too, like this pain um, found like in uncertainty is, is not that, you know, and, and even that pain in the disappointment of the certainty that you believe that you have that is still like an uncertainty, you know, is, is this not one of our greatest teachers? Is this not where we find valuable lessons that come out of those experiences that don't work out? These things that make us stronger, these experiences that form the necessary foundation for the situations and relationships that are coming in our life. Is there actually some part of it where we can't skip things along the way, where we've just got to walk through this stuff, we've got to walk these things out? And is there a space in the uncertainty where we actually have to walk through some things that could bring us into places of heartache and disappointment, but we actually have to choose joy and we have to choose continuing to believe that hope is not lost and that we're walking in these places of wonder and into the great unknown, not really knowing which way it's going to turn out, but allowing ourselves to go through all of those moments along the way that are forming different people, people with a renewed mind, people with no more heart conditions, people with these glorified bodies, people with this hope for a future that is that defies our reality, that defies the you know, what it is that's happening around us in our everyday. I would closely align the word uncertainty with mystery. Yeah. And for me, mystery, God's a mystery. He's beyond my complete comprehension. Therefore, there's mystery involved in the knowledge of him, in the experience of him, in the relationship I have with him. So uncertainty and mystery, if they're similar words, they have similar meanings to me, then I just accept that there are things that I'm going to pursue for I don't know how long about the realities of what I believe about the possibilities of God that I may never even come to a conclusion about. But I actually have embraced the mystery because outside of embracing the mystery, I need to have certainty. And if I don't have a conclusion or a certain outcome, then I live in a place of turmoil. I live in a in a place of anxiety and, and, and anger and resentment rather than just professing that God is actually a mystery to me. Yeah. So there, we've just paused as another boat has just gone past and I always think of men who, are, who have got boats, who have got fishing boats, who have got motorbikes, etc. those extra toys that men like to have that they must have a wife that loves them. <laughs> that would allow them to enjoy their existence. <laughs> I'm still uncertain about you loving me enough to have a boat or a motorbike, Kylie. I love it. Like I've said to you before, 
I just feel like at this point in our journey that that's that's your thing to walk out, you know, that that place of like that's you and the great mystery of God is walking into the you know, the the space of motorbikes and, and I know, Kylie, all it's just stuff. a joke. Like sometimes we we look to others for our answers in these things and sometimes we've just gotta find those answers ourselves. And that that is a certainty that if you can't find an answer from somebody else, if you can't, you know, discuss the uncertainties in your life and get some sort of resolve from a friend or online or, you know, the the infinite almost infinite possibilities that we have now, that the certainty of the outcome is that the best that you can do is to just sit with God in it. And at least it's a it's a sucky answer for somebody who wants an answer right now, somebody who wants some de- definition of what it is that they should do right now. But sometimes the only answer is just to sit with him. Just that's been my experience. Sometimes Kylie, I have to accept that Kylie is not going to come up with the goods of the motorbike and I'll just sit with God and, and talk to him about it, you know. Why, when, what are you possibly he's saving me from something you know and just just sitting with him and having him explain that to me is the answer that brings about a certainty of comfort and I think too there's like always this deeper place you know when we're we're coming into these deeper places those places that sometimes transcend our physical reality here it's like and, and some of these questions that we're exploring along that journey, they, these questions that actually lead us into often places of fear about what the answer might be, questions like, will this relationship work out? And on the other side of that is m- maybe this fear of rejection or abandonment. Am I worthy of love? Am I going to be accepted? What is my calling, you know, is a desire to live a life of meaning is on the other side of that. You know, I want to have meaning and purpose for my life. What is my calling? I don't know how to find it. You know, there's this uncertainty about why am I even here? What is it? This The fear here, it, it might have something to do with feeling like maybe time is passing quickly. I'm getting too old. I feel like I my life hasn't amounted to enough. Maybe there's a fear of regret. I'm making the wrong decision all these types of questions lead us into or come out of that place of uncertainty it's like how do I navigate those are they stopping me from moving into the fullness or just having a go you've got a hell of a lot of questions Kylie you've just asked about 50,000 questions so far on this podcast and I guess what that means is that you're uncertain about a lot of things And for me, as I'm sitting here listening to you talk and thinking about uncertainty, I've come to the realisation, as I said before, that there's only one thing I am certain about, and that is uncertainty. I feel like uncertainty is just life. I feel like uncertainty is possibilities. Uncertainty is this place of expansive wonder where we're like, wow, anything could happen. We're seeking opportunity, and uncertainty is actually the best place to find it. It's like (laughs) those of us that have vision will make it a possibility. Those who don't look at uncertainty as a problem. Uncertainty can be this great place of possibilities or it can be this great place of problems and limitations and restrictions. 
I'm certain that we are not always going to be sitting here at the riverbank recording this podcast. This podcast will begin to expand into more and more countries, even though we're already at nearly 30 countries, that more and more people will listen to it and that more and more people will be helped from it, Kylie. I have no desire to just be talking just for the sake of talking, but I firmly believe and am certain that there's portions of this podcast that helps people. Yeah, definitely. I have a certainty about that too. And I'm loving hearing the feedback. We have uh, a great many listeners in lots of nations across the world. And we are so grateful for all of you guys. If you're wanting to find out more about Wildfire Tribe, you can jump on our website, wildfiretribe.life. Coming into 2024, we're going to have lots of amazing things that you can be a part of. We've got some groups that will be birthing and we'll be running a new release of mentoring, which will be very exciting. So if you're feeling like you just uh, want to ask your own personal questions, you've got things that you want to be expanded in, Uh, you're feeling like you just want to journey that out with some other people. We've got some groups that will be launching in 2024 and you can also Because we can actually help you with uncertainty, can't we? Even though we're talking about uncertainty and accepting and embracing it and all of those things, we can walk alongside you in your uncertainty and be a person that helps you through that time. Yeah, definitely. Because I think we've walked our whole life surrounded by uncertainty and everyone does. The we've great walked our unknown. whole lives in the presence of God, Kylie, and angels Absolutely. and all sorts of spirit beings yeah. and opportunities and missed opportunities and have a, a, a wealth of experience in families, in relationship, in churches, not in churches, in businesses, in all sorts of different businesses. We have a wealth of opportunity and we have a heart to help people. Yeah, it's so true. And we just love walking the walk, having the conversations and just normalizing the multidimensional realms of the kingdom, bringing into our everyday conversations the things that make us come alive, those things that we question. It's like we have real conversations about mystical things, Kylie. I think that's a tagline of ours. And I've been thinking about words such as unseen. We we experience this all of the time in conversation when people say the unseen realm. But I don't agree that the unseen realm should any longer be called the unseen realm because it is seen. And by calling it the unseen, you're actually saying that you can't see into it. Yeah, but you can. It's just a matter of changing your language. Absolutely. So it's not an unseen realm at all. It's just another dimension. Yeah, that's We can right. help you see in that dimension. We can help you understand that you actually already do see in that dimension. It is not an unseen space that's just solely for somebody else that is not you. It is a reality for you right now. And you just might not realize that you can already see in that space. Well, that is one of the things that we can help you do. Yeah, absolutely. Eckhart Tolle, he says, when you become uncomfortable with uncertainty, infinite possibilities open up in your life. It means fear is no longer a dominant factor in what you do and no longer prevents you from taking action to initiate change. What I've realized is that even though we can help people see in the in the other dimension, Kylie, what I was just talking about, the unseen realm, is I sometimes think, well, what is the purpose of that? What is the advantage of being able to see something about somebody that other people can't see? And there's not always this 
black and white outcome of I see a particular object near your head and I don't know what it means. But sometimes it can just be that person that you see that object around is overcome with the realisation that you've seen something that they know about. And sometimes it might actually not make sense at all. And I think it's... it's uncertainty. Yeah, that's right. And I think... Often it's stepping into that place of uncertainty. Is this really real what I'm seeing? Is it even going to benefit this person in sharing what I can see? But it's this space of encouraging one another in those places of uncertainty where we can be encouraging one another into the fullness of who we already are as we navigate, oh, wow, like I am seen. People see me. They acknowledge. And in that place, that acknowledgement brings us into that place of our heart being open to receiving that love of the Father, which is in us seeing one another, we're also opening that love gate to being seen by him, the creator of all. In that other dimension, I saw a lady recently at a cafe who I saw that she was an artist and I asked her. I'd never seen her before, never met her, spoken to her ever before in my life that I'm aware of, but I just sensed and saw that she was an artist. And I asked her and she said yes. And she became uncomfortable and she moved away from me. And you could easily sit there and analyze that and go, well, what was that about? What's the purpose of seeing in that space and sharing that with somebody when there's no outcome seemingly that was advantageous at all? But you just don't know. You just don't know what that meant to her. That might have been enough for her to believe that she actually does have an ability to do art better than she thought that she did. She may go home and believe now that there is a realm that others can't see that she can see in because maybe she thought she was going mad. And maybe she had been having this ongoing conversation with herself uncertain about her creative abilities. Is there even any point in continuing to spend time in that space of art and that might have just been that very thing that alleviated her uncertainty in that space and brought some clarity around oh actually I come alive in this space of creativity when I'm when I'm painting I'm feeling like I'm whole there's something very special that I'm being encouraged back into that space it was like that church service we watched in Legacy Church Ohio with Kirby Delanerol And he, at the beginning of one of the service, was running around everywhere and he had, and him and a person with him were having names pop into their mind and various different occurrences were coming to them and they were running around just just say for instance they they got a word James a name called James and they would go is anyone here with the name James or similar to James Jimmy or or something like that and people would pop up and go yeah my son's name is James and then it might lead to somewhere else but it wasn't anywhere necessarily specific or you know I see that you're going to be the benefactor of winning the the lotto next week it's not like there's a delivery with that that's like wow he read my future it's just enough sometimes for people to go wow God sees me God has seen me God used this man to speak to me even in a way that we don't understand what it is sometimes that he's saying the uncertainty of it all. Yeah, I love it. 
Eckhart Tolle says another quote of his, if uncertainty is unacceptable to you, it turns into fear. If it is perfectly acceptable, it turns into increased aliveness, alertness and creativity. That's pretty wild. That reminds me of that encounter that you had with the lady, you know, about being an artist. And just sometimes those spaces that we step into where we have an uncertainty around what we might be feeling or what we're feeling like sharing or what what we're going to be doing next, just diving in the deep end can sometimes bring us into that space of increased aliveness, of alertness, of a a, a newfound creativity because we've just gone, yeah, actually, I'm not just not accepting this and and believing that there's not something amazing and, and full on the other side of the mystery, but that in the mystery itself, I begin to find what it is that I'm looking for. I think the most freeing revelation I've had most recently is the knowing that I will always have opinions that are subject to change. Yeah. And and that if I have to be right about something and you have to be right about something, that that causes division. And it's utterly ridiculous to have to be so right about something that you may change your mind about later anyway. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's the beauty of having a conversation, of exploring the possibilities, of just being able to hear what it is that somebody else is thinking and to be able to, for them in return, to hear what you're thinking and for that to culminate in something that is more expansive because you've been able to share in this space of wanting to listen and hear somebody, hear their heart, hear their concerns, hear the possibilities about what could be. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the mysteries revealed belong to us and to our children forever. I love that. So therefore, there are going to be mysteries, there are going to be secrets that we will not have revealed to us the truth of. But the things that are revealed to us, they're ours. They're, they are something that we can pass on to our children forever and ever in the knowledge that that reality may t- be tweaked or changed for them as well. It's almost like, yet again, Kylie, everything is subject to change. Yeah, so much. Is there anything that's not? <laughs> is there anything that you're certain of or have to be certain of and stay steadfast on? Is there one thing? He is in me and I'm in him. So it's that reality of God. Yeah. That you feel like has to stay the same, but everything else is open to change. Yeah, I think so, because we're always finding out another layer, that mystery of like even walking out this theology of God, the theology of the scriptures, the knowledge of God, the understanding of God that has been sifted through all these different understandings of different people over the ages that is always another angle is being highlighted, another area is being, light is being put upon it, you know, as more and more people discover 
the more and more revelations to some of these things that we really had such a limited understanding of before. It's no different, I guess, to the history that we were taught at school about how our nation was settled and formed. And, you know, as the decades have gone on, we've understood actually that's what we were taught but that isn't the whole story and that's just this tiny little piece of the story and it's been given to us in a way that has there's been a reasoning why people have wanted us to understand our history in one way and not actually in the wholeness of the reality of what it actually was. Yeah we've really only been taught modern history in regards to the civilization and discovery etc of Australia haven't we so we're growing up in Australia and being educated in Australia our what we were taught at school was basically that people came from England including convicts to Australia and that there was already people living here but that bit was sort of skipped over pretty quickly and we established this nation as as people from England but we weren't necessarily taught and this is for people our age we're around the 50 mark either side of 50 so things are changing slowly in our nation but it wasn't a, a history we weren't necessarily taught a history beyond that when we grew up but there is uncertainty about what we were taught because the further we go back in history now we realize that we weren't the original inhabitants there was other people here and they also have a history even time-wise, way larger than what we have, and that there is way more truths to be revealed about the Aboriginal people of Australia that we still don't understand today because it's something that we haven't learnt about. So therefore, if we apply that same theory to what we know about God, what we know about the Bible, what we know about spirituality, it's okay to be aware that there may be mysteries yet to be revealed to us. Yeah, and I love that. I love that that's where we we find ourselves in this deep pool of wonder as we're going, okay, so what's what's the next layer to this and what's the next layer to this? And I can't just lean on my own understanding in any of these, but in all of our ways, we're coming into this place of submission in the fullness of who has created us to be within himself. So we're on this journey of discovery as we're stepping into on the unknown pathways into that place of uncertainty over and over again as our understanding of who we are and who he is and and what we're even here for is constantly expanded in that in the mystery now kylie we watched a movie last night and we're not going to recommend the movie necessarily that's not what we do but there is uncertainty as we're as we're thinking about what movies we want to watch we have very limited information that's because there's mystery attached to it we've not seen the movie before we watch it so therefore there is this mystery there's this uncertainty as to whether it's going to be even worth it but if we actually had watched the movie beforehand there's less uncertainty about it and then we get to decide whether we want to watch it again So the uncertainty of not knowing what it's about is the excitement of not knowing. And there is an excitement about that. There's also like a hesitancy. Is it like, am I going to waste two and a half hours of my life? Am I going to get to the end and say, oh, that was so predictable or like, I can't believe we just had to endure that. But there's also that element of like, this could be amazing. 
So in all the mystery of our existence so far, walking out the mysteries of God in our life, I recall a time where we really wanted to stay in a town that we loved being in, but doors were not opening for us to stay there. And then we decided that we were going to leave and very, very quickly we were able to leave and return to another state, okay? There was a lot of uncertainty in that. There was a lot of uncertainty surrounding the outcome of what was going to happen, even though what we wanted to happen didn't look like it could and eventually did not happen. It was still exciting in the uncertainty of it all. If we were certain of the outcome that we were not going to be able to stay there and leave, what would that have felt like and look like for us? Mm. I do feel like there is this strange tension in the middle of it all, though, because it, we would be on this roller coaster ride of emotions, really, like with this desire to see one thing unfold, with this surrender to multiple options being a possibility. But then in the middle of it all, not having the answer, not knowing, you know, do we really start to beat this door down with everything that we have? Or do we just go with the opportunities that are opening up, even though they don't make sense? They don't, may, even though it feels like maybe it's not the fullness, you know, and maybe it's not our ultimate choice. I think that we embrace uncertainty, Kylie, as we've been we do. talking this podcast out. I've been realising that, which I didn't know beforehand, that uncertainty is an everyday part of our life. And we've learnt to live with it and we've learnt to be okay with it because that's the path that God's had us on. Definitely. And it's uncomfortable. It's been very uncomfortable yep. to get to be okay with uncertainty. It's yep. uncomfortable not just for us, but it's uncomfortable for people around us. It's uncomfortable for our family. It's uncomfortable for people that know us, that invite us to things that we can't go to and they don't understand why, etc. Because we're un so uncertain because we're governed completely by the voice of God. Are we okay with sometimes getting that wrong? Have we ever got it wrong? Well, it depends on whether you want to think of everything as wrong or right. What makes something wrong? Like, how do you feel? What makes you come to the conclusion that, oh, we got that wrong? How are we analyzing these results? Like, is, is our life just this basis of, oh, that didn't feel so good? So we live in the cycle or the, the realm of uncertainty. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's the realm that's filled but with possibility. certain that you've heard from God. Yes. And in that space is, is all of the opportunity, is all of the possibility, is all of the things that could be, is the greater things than these that Jesus spoke about, is all found in that place of mystery, all found in that place of uncertainty. This seems unfathomable that I've got to this age of my life that I would want to start something completely new, that I would want to do something completely different, that I would want to go on this different pathway that doesn't seem to make any sense at all. But there's something in me that's coming alive about the thought of it. And then you take a job that you believe God wants you to take on. You've prayed about it. You've received peace about it or however it is that you decide that you can hear the voice of God. You move into that job. You start doing it. And then the whole company closes in three months. Yeah. And then you've got to figure out whether what that's actually what God wanted for you. And you're now living in uncertainty again as you were three months prior. Yeah. Did you get it right? Did you get it wrong? Mm. Or are you just living in a place of uncertainty and embracing it? 
and being okay with that because right. the one thing that you're hanging on to is him. I know that was actually your reality is that story about believing in the possibility of what was happening with that new business. But actually... I wasn't actually talking about me on that occasion, but yes. Okay, let's be more specific. Yeah, so... A few years ago at the beginning of COVID or before COVID even came to the world, Mm. we were leaving, we had closed a business. Thankfully, we closed that before COVID came or else it would have been a disastrous outcome because the business wasn't functioning very well as it was. And we had a lot of bills to pay and then COVID came along, which would have shut us down. But in the meantime, between deciding to close because we were following God's voice, thankfully, it seems like in retrospect, that was a, a just a divine timing for us. But I also branched out into a new business, a new business in accommodation on the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia. And I set up a new business, which was going to be my next stage of career, which was going to be the next opportunity that opened up massive amounts of income, <laughs> finances into our life. Everything was going to get easier for us as we've desired for a long time to be. And because it was solely related to accommodation, when COVID hit Australia and everything was locked down, the world was locked down and travel, etc. that business never even got off the ground. It never even, it, it had a name and it was basically established and a little bit of money had been spent on it and a little bit of energy, but it never got going. So yet again, I am in a position where I have to be okay with uncertainty or not. I have a choice to make. I feel like everything is about choice. I can go, God, like, why would you do A, B and C to me to lead me down to this disastrous path, I can choose my attitude. Yeah, that's right. And we can see things too for what they are in the way that as we were coming to the end of closing one business and transitioning into opening another, that business and the dream of that business, the idea of the concept of it was actually a beautiful bridge out of one thing and into the next. That's right. And, and it, it also brought me in a relationship with a brother of mine yeah. who I established the business with, who I hadn't spent much time with. And so I got to spend a lot of time with him and his family. So that was an outcome in the uncertainty that was advantageous for me. I feel like it was a, it was amazing time just to build relationship with somebody that I really wanted to build relationship with. And if that's the only positive spin out of it, then that's okay. And I think the beauty of it too is that adventure, is, is staying in that place of the now where we're just grateful for everything along the way. Wow, it was so exciting to have the vision of what might happen in the business. It was so exciting to build the relationships along the way. Once again, COVID was a time of uncertainty for the whole world. It threw everybody into this place of what now? What's going to happen next? Are we going to be able to open our business next week? Are we going to be able to go jogging? Can we see our grandparents in the nursing home? Like there was, we were constantly in this place of uncertainty and being able to navigate that and stay not in fear but stay in that place of possibilities, stay in that place of love, stay in that place of connecting where we can was challenging in that time. And this trial too shall pass. That's right. There will be another side. Exactly. There will be the other side of this trial as it goes past and I continue to live my existence. 
I will be on the other side of it. And how do I want to appear? How do I want to feel? Do I want to be better off in my maturity stakes? Or do I want to kick and scream and cry on my back that I've lost whatever it is that I've lost and decide that I'm not going to have anything to do with God ever again? Or am I just going to believe that from this side of a trial, the middle of it, the beginning of it, that on the other side there will be an end and that I am going to stand firm on my belief in him and that he has it all worked out whether or not I know what that looks like. Yeah, so we just want to encourage you today wherever you are in your walk of uncertainty. And I think a lot of us are there in those moments every day of whatever it looks like, if it's a daily uncertainty or if it's a yearly uncertainty or if it's a life uncertainty, (laughs) that, yeah, that you would just come into a place of clarity and peace. We just extend and declare over you that peace that surpasses all understanding to just settle in your heart and to be able to see a way forward into the deeper mysteries of God as you discover what it is on the other side of this uncertainty, that opportunity that is crafted out of that place of the unknown just for you, that place that leads you into the depths of creativity, into into the infinite wonder of what can be that forges this new creation reality that we so long for, this space of possibilities about what could be outside of the parameters of what is. A lot of the time, Kylie, I've looked back at an event in my life for clarity, clarity of that uncertain event and how it unfolded, especially if if it seems like something happened that wasn't fair, wasn't right, hurt, was difficult and I come to this place of picturing myself seated in a lounge chair or as we are at the river or wherever it is that you're listening and from that space of being seated or even standing elevate your spirit from your body upwards as if you're jumping just straight up and up and up and up and up and up you have an ability to reach into the heavens and be up there looking back down at where your body was So in that picture, it's like for me seeing things from God's perspective and just being seated high above in the heavens, looking down onto the little specks of humanity that are down on earth and asking him to show me from his perspective and explain to me from his perspective what just happened. What just happened in my life, God, that was really difficult for me. Can you show me from your perspective up here, looking back down at earth, the bigger picture? Can you show me, is there something that you helped me to avoid? Is there something that you allowed to happen in my life so that I could learn something that was going to be highly beneficial for me later on? I've found that that's been very helpful for me to be able to elevate myself into heaven and look back down and just see it through his eyes. Yeah, I love it. I just want to read a correspondence between Thomas Merton and his friend Suzuki, which is really a a conversation of two different beliefs and, and faiths, but I feel like it fits in really well here. I want to return here to the idea of the purposeless life, something that figures prominently in Merton's correspondence with Suzuki and finds many echoes in the Christian contemplative tradition and in contemporary discussions about the relative weight and value we place on utility, productivity and purposefulness in our culture. 
The ancient Christian contemplative tradition gave considerable attention to the question of whether it was possible to learn to live free from care. This idea traces its origins to the teachings of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount on the importance of learning to live free from anxiety and it is expressed most eloquently in the reference to the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. These images had tremendous potency for the early monks, for they captured precisely the character of the life they believed they were called to live, free, open, alive, unburdened by the debilitating power of anxiety and fear. The ascetic practices they undertook, both the practical, embodied practices involving detachment and simplification of their lives, as well as the more hidden interior practices involving the reckoning with and gradual healing of their own obsessive thoughts, were all orientated toward helping them realize that within themselves were an authentic and enduring freedom. Wow, that's a great way to finish, Kylie. There's an opportunity for you we have a, a patron supporter page on our website, wildfiretribe.life. I am uncertain as to whether or not you are going to give support in that place, but I am certain that that doesn't change the way that we feel about you, that that means nothing in the same way that there is nothing that we can do that makes God love us any less or any more, but that we're all just here to have relationship with him. And that if you are certain that you want to be a support to what it is that we do, that you can choose to be or not. And it's completely okay with us, but that opportunity is there. And we just thank you so much that you would spend this time with us listening to our podcast. And we ask that if you've enjoyed it, to share with other people whenever you see anything happening on social media to do with Wildfire Tribe, that you chuck a love heart on there or a thumbs up or interact in any way because that is another certainty that we think that we have, Kylie, is that if you do so, that it gives an opportunity for people that haven't engaged with us before to do so. So I think in the uncertainty of things, Kylie, for me, I just see it as an opportunity to spend time with God. So rather than thinking that God is punishing us by not allowing something to happen or not telling us exactly what to do or changing the trajectory of something that we were doing as a punishment, like if we think of it as a punishment and therefore God just, he's punishing me so that I hang out with him, you can say it like that and it's probably ultimately the same sort of outcome in that you come back to him, even though you never left him, you come back to that realisation, that time that you want to spend with him, that time that you do actually end up spending with him. Maybe that's what his desire is. Maybe that's how he brings that about in your life. It is always his desire to be in the fullness of relationship with us. And I feel like that that uncertainty is like an, that continual invitation into the more which is like into the expansive relationship of walking with him 
in the fullness of who we are. So the uncertainty of what is happening in your life is an opportunity to just hang out with God. Yeah. If you've forgotten that that is what you're doing. Yeah. Or you feel like there's some separation there for some reason, then maybe it's just the perfect opportunity to re-engage in that knowledge of him. Yeah. Spend time with him and look at it once again as an opportunity for victory on the other side of the uncertainty. Yes, definitely. I love it. It's that beautiful invitation into the oneness held within ourselves in the depths of our being, walking with the Father in the garden of our heart. The re-invitation, Kyle. The re-invitation, yes. The re-meaning again <laughs> and again and again. And every time we feel that place of uncertainty, we feel worry rising up. We feel ourselves coming into that space where we're thinking, I don't know what's next. We can come in and be found in that peace that surpasses all understanding in knowing that even though we don't have the answers, we do walk with the creator who does. So embrace the uncertainty. If you feel like things are uncertain in your life, then there's an opportunity for you to remember, to (laughs) return. Yes. To re-engage. Yeah. I love that. To be renewed. Yes, to be reminded of who you are in him. Yeah, so look at it as an opportunity in times of undecidedness, uncertainty, that there is going to be a victory on the other side and that's going to come about in union with him and that the best place that you can be is in the presence of God and that in that place is that knowing that somehow even in the uncertainty that everything's going to be okay. And that you're not alone because we're all in the fullness of him We're all in him. This is the one new man. The new creation reality is understanding that there's no separation between one another and between us and God, that we're all in the fullness of who we already are, remembering that before the beginning of time, in this beautiful unfolding of the restoration of all things, we're found in this space of the reality of our fullness and oneness and togetherness and goodness and joy and freedom and wonder and overflow forevermore. So it sounds like we're okay with uncertainty, Kylie, and that (laughs) uncertainty is our destination. And that there's actually joy and mystery and freedom and wonder found in that place. I love it. So we're uncertain that you're going to be listening next week. (laughs) Because what's going on with those guys? (laughs) Embrace the uncertainty because on the other side of it is the great mystery and wonder of our lives walking with God. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you and have an amazing week filled with wonder and mystery and love. Bye.